Hi folks, welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. Today we'll be talking about Iran's match versus South Korea, a post-match analysis, about the comments that Carlos Kairos had, um, a little debate happened um, between the panel about Aida Zahayeli or Bayron Van potentially leading up to the World Cup, and lastly, we just did a preview of the Syria match. Thankfully, we had all the panel of directors of Gold Bazan on the pod this time around, Babake Goldriz, myself, Pejman Depars, and Sinai Saimian. Um, we hope, as always, we appreciate the support, and um, we hope you enjoyed this one as well. Hey guys, it's great to be speaking to all of you again. Good to be here, Pasha. Crew gang. The gang is back. <laughs> So, before we get into the gist of things, we just want to, for the viewers that are listening to this, we're going to basically just cover up the match that just Iran just had against South Korea, and then after that, we're just going to be commenting on what Carlos Kairos has said post-match, and then we'll be previewing the Syria match. So, starting off with you, Bob, back, um, surprisingly, I honestly b- thought that um, looking at the lineup that Kairos was going to go with something much more um, Kairos nowadays, um, as I like to call it, something very unpredictable. But it was a very, pretty much, I like to call it a very basic lineup. Um, it was very surprising to see that Puri, Puri Ganji and um, Ansari were the two center backs. Um, looking at that lineup initially, um, what were your thoughts on it? To be honest, I'm not sure I agree with you if you're trying to say it was a predictable lineup because, okay, yes, the bulk of the lineup was what we would expect, but he threw in Ansari in a very big game instead of Jalal Hosseini, so he tried him out in that game, and then we also uh, saw, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Gucci starting again, Osmond was not there, of course, so there was one or two little changes, Ehsan Hajsafi was back in the middle, um, I think, uh, considering the fact that, okay, we've qualified, but we're going to Korea, they needed the win. We have this unbeaten record uh, to defend. I think uh, it provides a lot of pride for the players and the managers. So I I wouldn't have been so happy if we made more wholesale changes. This is a good test for us going into the World Cup. It's probably going to be one of our strongest matchups uh, in the lead up to the World Cup. So in terms of lineup, I think uh, he made the right choice. If he wants to experiment a little bit more, the Syria game at home is probably the right place to do that. Sina? Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly in terms of the lineup, I think uh, around seven spots in the team uh, basically choose themselves anyway. But there are, of course, a couple of positions here and there that uh, always uh, leaves us wondering which direction Kerrish will be going. I think, as um, Bobak said, the, the absence of Osmoon was definitely one of them, whether he was going to go with um, Ansari Fad or Wuchan Nijol or possibly even Taremi starting up front. But I thought he made the right choice in, in uh, Uchan Nijad. Away from home, I always feel like his work rate and his uh, tactical discipline is uh, perfect for the way we play. Um, Ansari was, again, a surprising one, but after the game, I heard that uh, Hosseini was, uh, was, not, was not match fit. Um, he just recovered from an injury. And of course, with Montezari uh, getting an injury uh, a couple of weeks ago and then not... Uh, being involved in the squad, uh, there wasn't really many options uh, Kairush had 
Um, so he was either going to be Cheshmi playing at centre-back, who is a defensive midfielder, is a natural defensive midfielder, or uh, Mohamed Ansari. And Ansari, I thought, did an OK job. He was he was a little shaky with Kurali Genji in the back. There was a few occasions where there was a bit of miscommunication. But uh, all in all, keeping a clean sheet away from home was... Um, I thought it was a it was a good result. Also, the inclusion of Vahid Amiri as well, starting ahead of uh, Taremi, who had been impressive in the last couple of games. Uh, I thought that was a, a bit of a surprise for me as well. Pejman, before you talk about, based off the comments that Bobak and Sina said, were you surprised that Ashkan Adejagat was still starting at the number 10 role despite not having a club against such a big match? Yeah, I was kind of surprised, actually, because we know that Kervors, although he may have some favorites, but he's not that kind of player, uh, that kind of coach that lets a uh, player that haven't played a game for ages uh, to play every game. So I actually doubt that he will play any minutes against uh, Syria. And uh, we also saw that uh, Dejava wasn't that impressive, at least in my mind. He didn't do anything that's... Uh, showed us that he he should be a starter for the next game but uh, you can maybe say that for a couple of other players as well but yeah I'm surprised that he let Deja play but then again he has that experience that I guess none of the other players in the national team actually does with all his years in the Bundesliga also we are uh, sorry Pasha, we are very thin when it comes to the number 10 spots um, in the current Squad. There's only Dejaga who, who plays there in that role. I'm not sure if Kotus plays behind striker or on the wing, but um, the exclusion of of Masuchuje really hasn't give given uh, Kirush any option for that role. So I'm more interested to see who will play that number ten spot against Syria, because right now on paper there is uh, not many players who can play there apart from Dejaga. Sino, but coming um, back to you on this matter of fact is. Obviously, if you look at Mosalman in a 4-4-2 diamond for Paris Colleagues, and supposedly he's shown very well in that number 10 role, why potentially would you say that he hasn't gotten a call up? And we know about Suresh Rafi, that he's now playing in Qatar, and I don't see him getting a call up, call back up. But um, where do you see potentially that maybe Mosalman and Mosalman might finally get a call up? Mosalman um, has been impressive. Uh, for around 18 months, two years now for, for Paris Police, but he hasn't been involved, not even been invited to the squads. Uh, Kenos usually um, announces a preliminary squad and then chooses the players from there, but he hasn't even been invited to that. So it's very unlikely that he'll be involved, but another player is Darush Shujayan, who, um, even though he played for Gostarish Fula, the mid-table team in Iran, uh, he, made, he made a couple of appearances for Iran in the last year or so, so I was surprised not to see him in the squad, especially as I said with the with the absence of uh, Shojai. Rafi is a, is a difficult situation because um, previously we thought uh, Kairosh is using this as a as a tool to motivate him to leave Iran and, and play in Europe. And uh, even though we all know that he did have offers from Europe, he chose to go and play in Qatar. So I don't know where he'll be where Kairosh will be going with with Rafi. Whether he'll he'll invite him back into the back into the squad or not but uh, as I said in the last few years he's not really tried too many options so with only what 10-11 months to go till the World Cup I don't think he'll be introducing a completely new player uh, and then uh, making him a starter uh, for that number 10 role 
Bobak, um, looking at obviously how big of a leader and our captain and basically how vital of a player he is, Jalal Hosseini. But when he wasn't playing, we saw how the partnership between Porali Ganji and Antari was very sloppy. Um, it just seemed like the whole defense was falling apart, and luckily enough, Korea couldn't capitalize it. Um, what did what did you make out of that and um, foreseeing for the future for the World Cup of how vital this player is? Uh, before answering you, I'd just like to add to Sina's comment. Uh, if you think back to the Asian Cup, one of the people, one of the players who most of the fans and maybe uh, experts were criticizing most was uh, Masoud Chajai. And you fast forward two, three years, and now he's probably as vital a member of that starting lineup as anyone could be because there is no alternative like Sina said there is no viable alternative Ashkan Dejaga was probably that player but injuries and a lack of consistency at club level has uh, hampered him so I think right now Shojai is definitely one of the first names on the starting lineup considering his position uh, maybe Pejman later on can tell us a little bit more about Samuel Godos uh, in terms of his favorite spot but uh, going to your actual question about Hosseini, yes, he's vital. I didn't think the World Cup would come around and he would still be a starter. But uh, it, I think he's defied age. You wouldn't know he's 36 or 36 going on 37, I think, by the time of the World Cup. So you wouldn't know that. Uh, he adds some composure, experience. He still puts in he his head in where it hurts. So I think he also brings a little bit of composure to Purali Ganji's game. So... As of now, he would be starting for me at the World Cup. Uh, it was a big game to throw Ansari in. I don't think it was easy with the atmosphere and everything that was going on in the lead-up to the game. So it's tough to... Uh, he deserves another chance, probably in the friendlies, to see how he could settle. Um, but overall, I think uh, there are a few positions open right now, and one of them is probably centre-back. If someone can really step up... I think Carlos Queiroz would be open to potentially uh, experimenting over there. Pejman, a uh, position that is pretty much up for grabs and potentially I think Samuel Godus might just secure it for himself is a left wing spot. Um, we know Vaid Amiri for a national team level, in my personal opinion, hasn't done well. Um, you know, but uh, as a, for a club level, he's done a ph phenomenal job for uh, Branko Ivankovic. What, how do you see that role um, playing a factor with Samuel Godus? And if you could please tell us, the viewers, again more about you know the position that he predominantly plays for his club level and do you potentially see him securing that spot for himself? Yeah, yeah well, Samuel Godus plays for uh, Ostersund and usually he plays as a striker or maybe behind the strikers. But then again, uh, I've seen him... Uh, on the left side a couple of games so he can be there as well but that's a, a role that he prefers uh, I believe uh, the, and the, the reason why he could take that, that spot because uh, so far if you take out Mas Masoud from there there, there are, isn't really that much of a competition of that spot. You have Masoud there, but uh, I don't know if he will be starting in the World Cup because although he has some good games and so, but we know that he can also have a couple of really bad games. Uh, I'm sorry if I have played there a couple of times, but then again, he's a striker as well, and that's, uh, it's not a position that he likes to choose. So, Vahid Amiri 
is the only option that actually plays on the left on, on club level as well. And that's kind of a problem because, as you said, uh, he haven't done really good for the national team. Although he has scored some goals and he's a real fighter, he runs and does good in that uh, kind of play. But would you consider Ehsan Hajsafi on the left or wouldn't you disturb the central midfield right now? Uh, I think Ehsan should stay in the midfield because he's done that quite good actually. Then again, he's on the left side uh, at club level in uh, Panionios and he's, got, he's done that quite well. I can't, I can't see him going back to the left, uh, but he's good at... Uh, he, they should be against teams that aren't as good in attacking as uh, the teams who will be seeing in the World Cup because uh, you will have Milad Mohammadi on the left side defending. So I don't see Hotsafi doing left side attacking because he won't be attacking that much. So Qudus, his way to the Iranian squad will be like a number 10 more probably behind the striker uh, or eight. Uh, he he won't be a striker right now because Osmuna Hoshanejad are the main options and Tarimi even so there's three people I have him sometimes even I'm sorry fan so I I believe that the number ten would is what uh, someone should be fighting for because right now we don't have anybody there besides a, a, a poor Dejaga in my opinion. Before we talk about the team performance as a whole against South Korea, what did you guys make out of the South Korean side? Sina, I have a personal question for you um, that I think might interest you. Is that if you look at Cheshmi, uh, he's playing regularly for SLR right now. And looking at, obviously, I don't think Andronic Taimorian is going to come back. Omide Ibrahimi is out. Um, and w- unfortunately, we're going to talk about Saeed as that totally is a red card as well. Now that Saeed is going to be out, do you see that Kerush is going to, you know, probably factor Cheshmi in as a more of a regular player? Um, Cheshmi has just come back from a, a terrible injury that he had. I think he did his cruciate ligaments uh, over 18 months ago. So he's been out all this time and it's just this season, uh, sort of this season that he's sort of playing regularly again. Um, so I think that's how much highly Kerush rates him that even though he's had uh, very few uh, matches under his belt since he's come back from his injury he's still invited him back but I don't think we can look at him as a as a starter uh, even with Zatulai out I think Ali Karimi would be a more suitable option uh, I feel like he's he's given a, a good account of himself whenever he's uh, come on for Iran or when he started um, so I think as long as Karimi gets a, a club especially in Europe and as soon as possible then um I really believe that he, he, he can even push Azatullahi out and, and uh, uh, really claim a regular uh, starting uh, spot for him. Uh, but Cheshmi can be a useful player. I, we all know that Kerush likes his uh, versatile players. Cheshmi offers to play two or three positions. As I said, he can play a centre-back role as well. He has done on many occasions for the Iran under-23s. Um, so he would be a good option to have uh, uh, in the squad. As we saw as well, uh, during the game when um, the South Koreans were brought on their lanky striker Kim Shin-wook um, Kairos brought Cheshmi on who is really really tall player himself uh, to really counter that substitution and, and it worked so um, he's a good option to have on the bench um, but I, I don't think uh, he can really push to be a starter in this team 
guys, I'm not so convinced with our central midfield. Uh, we haven't dominated the middle of the park for for a long time. It doesn't a game doesn't pop into my mind right now. But uh, when we all talked about, I remember after the World Cup, we were talking about what happens next, and I think all of us agreed Hassan Hajsafi should move to the middle. But I, at least me, I remember for me the idea was there's going to be three players in the middle and Hajsafi will be probably the third one uh, and would have at least one destroyer. At that moment, I think it was Andranik Temurian. Right now, I feel we're missing someone who can get the ball back. You have Hajsafi, who is okay, he's good box-to-box. But then you have Said, who likes to dally on the ball, he wants to play a little bit. He's not the best, most disciplined uh, tackler or uh, even tactics-wise. So I think right now we're a little bit exposed. And going into the World Cup, uh, if Saman got those plays, I don't think we're going to expect much defending from him. And then alternatively, you have Masoud. So you have a central midfield going up against probably two of the world's top maybe 20 or 25 countries, at least. Uh, probably European, maybe even South American. We don't know. So we're... We're going to be a little bit exposed. and I'm not convinced with the options out there. Like you said, Cheshmi is not a regular player. Karimi is not that sort of player either. We don't have a tough tackling central midfielder coming through. You know, coming there, is, there, is a, there, there is one player that has been playing for Iran every now and then. Kamal Komi He is the destroyer. He, you know, if he wants a proper destroyer to replace Andranik, he is the guy. He's, he's the only one who can play that role. And Kairos has invited him on numerous occasions. He's, I think, made four or five uh, appearances as well for Iran. Um, so I think we could see him come back into the team. And I agree with you, uh, Bobak, that uh, that role, uh, we do miss it a little bit. I thought that Hodgsafi could play it, uh, maybe with a little bit more aggression. Um, but I think Kamibinio would be an interesting uh, uh, player to look at in the next few months to see whether he would come back into the uh, into the setup or not. Pejron, um, I want to discuss with you about Saidez Atolai. Obviously, there's no discussion. That was a blatant uh, red card after that cheeky stump he had. Um, he's been such a big player for uh, for the national team, and it's it's going to be a loss uh, because of the confidence that Kader has given to him and the, you know the trust that Kader has for this guy. Um, what what do you see? Um, what's happening next with Saeed Azatolai potentially that he's gonna be that he's he's gonna be missing and right now as as the two gents just dis- described that we're gonna be having issues again in the midfield. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, first of all, I think it's an important wake up call for uh, Azatolai. If I'm not mistaken, he will actually uh, not be able to play the first game in the World Cup if he'll get a two-match ban. He can even get a three-match ban, and then he will miss the two, two first games. And then maybe he won't even make the make the cut as all, at all. Yeah. So that's something really interesting to, to follow, uh, for, first of all. Uh, secondly, um, uh, what was your question again? So I don't say something else. I was just going to say that now that he's potentially, as you just said, that he could even not even get invited because of, you know, because of the ban and stuff. How do you think it's going to affect, you know, Kairos, you know, selecting other players? Because right now, as Bobek did a great discussion about it, right now, the midfield, we have issues. Even against Qatar at home at the Azadi, you could just blame and see that we still had issues and Qatar will just all over us, you know. Um, yeah, I, I mean... 
I believe that we will have some major issues. I mean, the only reason, not the only, but one of the most important reasons that we didn't let in Iran didn't let in any goals against South Korea was due to the poor pitch and the actual poor Korean players. Uh, imagine in the World Cup, if we have a Ezatoloi that haven't been playing any games, we have a Ali Karimi in the midfield that haven't doesn't have a club and we can only rely on, on Haj Safi that maybe should play on the left. Who knows? Uh, Iran will be massively under attack. They will they will eat Iran alive. Uh, I, I can't really see... I think this will... This is one of Kervish's most difficult issues to, to handle with right now. The absence of Ezatolai is maybe good that it happened now, because then he have time to think about what he should do. Maybe he will bring back uh, Omid Ebrahimi again, or Dolu Shojoyan. Maybe he will put up uh, Pura de Ganji there and uh, let uh, Montazerin Hosseini play in the defense. But uh, I'm glad that it happened now, sooner than later. Bob, I know you're very uh, critical of Said. Could you just give us your thoughts about the situation? To be honest, uh, I think Said needs to look at himself in the mirror. Uh, not on Instagram, but in actual <laughs> fact. He needs to focus a little bit more on his football. There's one reason and one reason only that he's in the national team. And in my opinion, he hasn't technically earned it. It's because Carlos Quiroz gave him that opportunity when he was still with Atletico Madrid's uh, youth side. Uh, he's had some good games, he's grown into the role a little bit, but then again, right after he builds something, he goes and has a very average or poor game the next time around. So he doesn't have that consistency. It doesn't help that he's playing or not playing in Russia, moving from club to club at the bottom of the table and not really getting minutes at any of the clubs. So maybe he's collecting a nice paycheck for himself, but uh, he needs to be playing regular football in the right environment, surrounding himself with the right influences because I don't think he has too many supporters right now if you really want to look at the games objectively. I personally, will, uh, I agree with Pejman. It's a, it could be a blessing to experiment now and if Saeed's out of the picture for a game or maybe two, whatever it is, uh, Kirosh has the opportunity to look at other players and can maybe uh, rework that central midfield. We know that potentially Saeed has has that ability where he can unlock defenses, uh, he has an elegant style, uh, playing style, but we haven't seen too much of it, to be honest. Uh, he's had more average minutes than good ones. So, you know, now we want to talk about the team performance. Honestly, um, in my eyes, it was a very, very boring match. Um, you know, it was just pretty sloppy all around the park from both sides. Um, looking even at the South Korean team, I don't really saw them having a huge threat on us at all. Um, can't even remember what something that they done besides maybe a mistake one of our players did. Um, what did you think about the team performance all around? I thought if uh, Stolke was still their manager, I think we could have come away from that game with three points uh, because he likes he likes to keep the ball on the ground, keep it moving, and that's partly the reason why we've been so successful against Korea in the last few years. Uh, with our style, of course, being counter-attacking and, and uh, being very organised off it. But this time, Korea really changed their approach. They did not want the ball, uh, not at all. They, they they were relying on, on long balls, which uh, kind of did, did uh, affect us a little bit. I thought the first 15 minutes, we were a little shaky. and We did not expect them to play so direct. Um, they, they targeted this, the two centre-backs. Um, they had a, a couple of 
couple of hard chances uh, very early on in the game, but then we, we settled into it. Um, so I think that was a little smart of them to to completely bypass the midfield because I know we've, we've criticised the centre central part of the park. Uh, in our team, but uh, when the opposition has the ball, we usually do well uh, without it. So um, they completely bypassed the midfield and, and they targeted our back four, and especially the right hand side as well uh, with Reza Yon. And we saw he, he made a couple of mistakes. Um, but I think after the sending off, they could have uh, tried to get control of the ball, keep it moving, take advantage of the fact that they have one more man, but uh, they didn't do that, which was uh, which wasn't really smart on their part. But for us, I thought it was a, it was a decent performance. Uh, again, I think it was Pejman who mentioned that the pitch didn't really help. But um, I was I was more pleased for the players who came on uh, as substitutes: Ali Karimi and Cheshmi. Of course, Karimi, I thought did a really good performance um, when he was on the pitch. As did Cheshmi, he did a job, but. Um, Without a doubt, Milad Mohamedi was the star, star performer in that team. He, on so many occasions, he was very composed. He knew when to get the, when to put a challenge in, when to jockey the man who was on the ball. And I thought he was really impressive. His uh, his composure in the defensive side of things is is great. I think he's uh, if he keeps this on, I, I don't think there'll be any doubt that he might be uh, one of, if not the best left back that we've uh, we've ever had for Iran so that was the really positive note um, Bayron Van didn't really much didn't really have much to do but towards the end of the game there was a couple of crosses which you would expect him to deal with anyway so again uh, on for uh, you know for the lead up to the tournament to the World Cup this game wasn't really mm, something to be looked at in terms of uh, drawing any conclusions from but uh, we, we did the job and we came away uh, from that game with a point and another clean sheet Benjamin. Yeah, um, I, I agree with uh, with Sina, but then again, yeah, we we sound kind of cocky here. I mean, it's not it's not easy to get a point against Korea in Korea actually, and they didn't have a single shot at goal. They had they had like a couple opportunities that were close enough, but. Uh, I was really surprised by how weak Korea was actually, and part of it maybe due to the pitch, but uh, they couldn't do anything when it really mattered. They had the ball good in their own health and uh, had some nice passing, but the crucial passes weren't there. The crucial shots weren't there. Uh, and that's maybe something we have to give uh, Iran credit for, uh, really locking the game, making it hard for them to do something. And on then it gets, as you said, kind of boring to watch, maybe. Uh, but for me, I, I prefer boring rather than, than losing. Uh, I, I'm still surprised. Uh, if we shouldn't forget that Iran had two debutants in this game. One of them from start with uh, Ansari. Uh, he was kind of shaky. And uh, Korea actually had a couple of um, opportunities where they headed the ball. Uh, and... I would. I can't see that happening with Hosseini in the back. Yeah, he's he's too good for letting that kind of uh, things happen. Um, and also, Cheshmi are debutants. Uh, uh, Karimi have like a couple of games only uh, experience. So uh, we should not forget that it, it was a team that maybe 
the team definitely never played together, and but still they managed to make Korea like like they were nothing. So in that sense, I'm impressed. But all in all, uh, I think we can demand more from from the national team of Iran. Babak. Yeah, I think the guys have covered it more or less. For me, I after the first 15-20 minutes, um, I think generally speaking, I was as relaxed as I've ever been in a game in Seoul, especially in the second half. Even after the red card, there wasn't a real few minutes where I felt we we're under the pressure, under the caution, we're going to concede. I felt we were comfortable. In fact, uh, we probably became even more comfortable after the... Uh, red card where we had to sit down sit back a little bit be a little bit more cautious because to be honest I don't think we were ultra defensive as you would normally uh, let's say assume like the game where we beat them four years ago and qualified for the World Cup so yes parts of that is due to our organization the confidence in the team the setup by Kairosh but also partly because this is probably one of the weakest Koreas we can think of in the last 20 years since I've been watching the national team. Um, they're devoid of uh, confidence. They're going through a managerial change. Uh, they don't look like they have too many leaders on the pitch. So I think overall, yes, good result. Performance was good as well, good enough considering the circumstances. We have to just build uh, for the future and uh, learn a few lessons. And let's talk about post-match of what Carlos Kairos has said. I know Bobak, you know, um, I personally didn't, uh, haven't really looked into what he has said or, you know, what the players have been posting on Instagram that has pretty much gone viral. If you could please let let the viewers know uh, what Carlos Kershaw said and what are these, like, pictures that the players have been posting on Instagram. Uh, well, I watched a bit of the press conference and after the game, um, he basically said that it's unfortunate that we don't get the praise or recognition that our achievements in recent times have warranted in our own country, which obviously Iran, but we hope that instead the world of football will recognize our achievements. We haven't conceded the goal for, I think it's 1,108 minutes maybe now. Uh, we've gone through the qualification campaign unbeaten. Uh, we have come here and got a good result against all circumstances. And he repeated again, it's unfortunate we can't get recognized in our country where they're not really praising us or uh, giving us the recognition that we deserve for this. But let's hope that the world of football gives us that instead, I think that ties into what the players came and uh, came out after the game and said they were pointing out to the kind of support the Koreans were getting uh, to try to get the result and saying that we are getting the results, we're getting the performances, but we're not getting the support. And we should look at Korea, how the whole country came together to support their national team. So I don't know if it's just against the federation or if it's against the footballing community or does it include the supporters? It's not really clear to me what the players are trying to do, but I think it ties into what Carlos said. I think, Sina, you might have a better understanding of what's happening with that, right? Well, I know that the... Um uh, the whole issue about the lack of support is mostly aimed at the authorities, because today Kairos released a statement um, uh, saying to the to the federation and other people in charge uh, that look, you need to you need to really keep your word and keep your promises that you gave to us uh, some time back in regards to support, in regards to infrastructure and and plans in preparation for the World Cup. So I think it's mostly in regards to that. Um, 
I'm sure the players and Kirish himself don't really have any problems with the fans. I mean, we've seen a hundred thousand people turning up to to pretty much every home game in the final round and showing their support. Um, so again, I don't think the problem is with the fans. It's mostly with the authorities. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, um, but clearly there is something that both players and Kairos are clearly upset about. Um, uh, I don't know whether it was to do with uh, the preparation for the Korea game or any, any training facilities that were promised, but uh, it seems like, uh, once again, just similar to the 2014 World Cup, this is going to be a very long uh, year uh, until the World Cup in terms of preparation and everything else uh, around it. Pejman, um based off what just seen, I said, do you think that what Kairosh is probably alluding to is that the promises about maybe the future friendlies and stuff like that, that potentially might not be happening based off of what he wanted or the, basically the, the plans that he had that he basically set it out. Um, but unfortunately, it just seems like there's, we don't exactly know, as Cena said, behind the scenes, but it seems like he's basically saying that what he wanted is not going to happen again. And um, this is going back to the whole scheme of maybe Carlos Kershaw is going to leave and whatnot. Does this make you a little bit worried of things, obviously, before the World Cup is going to happen in a few months? Um, well, yeah, you can call it maybe a, like a friendly reminder or something. But then again, uh, I don't know what he actually expects will happen. He's been in Iran uh, such a long time now that uh, I think... Uh, he more or less uh, knows that uh, nothing, the, the things that he wants to happen will be really hard to make uh, making it happen. It won't probably be, be possible, but it won't be easy. And he's only starting the fight and he's, he maybe throw the first punch. So well, we should be ready for this long agonizing and kind of more or less uh, sickening and tiring game that Kairos has uh, with uh, the Federation, although he's not to blame, I, I'm not saying he's doing it wrong, I'm just saying that we are now used to it and uh, we will hear more uh, press conferences or releases where he said that he's not getting the support and the players are professional and it's due to them that they can do good not due to the Federation so, I have the I have the statement here. If you want me to read that out, um, the third paragraph it says um, there's no more room for excuses, explanations, or shifting responsibilities. Now it's time, first of all, for our federation presidents and federation members to show if they are able to take leadership and uh, stand unconditionally behind the players and the team. Secondly, it is time to prove without any doubts that they are capable and ready to fulfill compromises and promises and fully support the players' rights and Iran national team fans' expectations and dreams. That is the, the statement that Kairos released, I think it was earlier today. I know for a fact they, they wanted to play two friendlies um, which with two big giants, and I think he's alluding to that in the sense that it's not going to happen uh, based off what he wanted. But um, let's now jump into the scene of talking about the Syria match. And um, getting your thoughts on that. Bobak, coming off of you, as much as I, if Saeed was going to be part of the team, I personally wanted to see Saeed, Ali Karimi, and um, Esana Haidsevi as an experimental in a three uh, midfield, because I feel like with this team that we have, I personally see, you know, a 4 3 3. Um, but coming off 
this match, serial match, was pretty much all we want to do is try to get a clean sheet um, to, to maintain our record with that. But um, what are your thoughts on it, and do you see Kato pretty much going out with a very, very exper experimental lineup, or just the same lineup but just change a little bit against South Korea? I wouldn't say that all we want to do is get a clean sheet. For me, okay, it's nice we have this record, but it's uh, there's an underlying thing to it, which is the organization and the setup that we have. I'm happy to experiment. I think this is the sort of game where we should experiment a little bit. Uh, we shouldn't go with the same lineup. I would like to see Adriza Haidi back into the fold. He deserves it. He's been injured for a long time. He's uh, kept his head down, moved to a new country again, uh, uh, trying to help his club. And he, I think uh, he's had very good reviews in Sweden's All Svenskan. Uh, he's led them to a couple of positive results. They were bottom of the table. I think they still are, but there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. So I think he deserves to stake a claim for the first uh, team uh, spot. Uh, I would like to also potentially see a shuffle in central midfield. It, we will definitely see it because Ezatola is out. But uh, I don't know if Hosseini is going to be fit enough to play. If he is, it's worth considering something Sina said earlier, which is uh, Pur Ali Ganji potentially moving to central midfield. That could could be worth trying out, maybe against Syria, maybe in one of the friendlies later on. Uh, Samon Godos, as we said, we'd like to see him play. Uh, I don't think we want to see Ashkan. He needs to find the club, whether it's in Iran or Qatar or anywhere right now. Playing football is the most important thing. Adirza um, Maybe looking at him on the left wing. I know he's played there uh, before at uh, NEC uh, and AZ as well. But uh, maybe we have to look at the left wing again. I'm not sure if Sardar is uh, going to be involved due to his injury. I know he was suspended. But uh, alternatively, maybe Karim uh, and Sarifar to look at a little bit of a bigger uh, striker in a game uh, to see how they would do. So I think we'd like to see some experiment, experimenting by Kirosh. Uh, we want to get the positive result. We want to get the win. Uh, Syria should not be underestimated. Uh, yes, they are a country at war. They are probably minnows in Asian football, but they had too many positive results to think that it's been a fluke. So there's definitely something to it. And don't forget, Syria, if they win, I think they are going to go to the playoffs at the very least. Uh, so they are very, they have a they have a lot of motivation, and they might be far more motivated for this game than for than us. Uh, our players may have peaked out against Korea. Uh, where there was a lot of pride to it. And this game, they may switch off a little bit. So let's hope we're switched on and we see a good uh, good friend, a good uh, good game. Pejman? My man, Bobak, laying it down. Really, really nice, uh, interesting stuff to hear. Uh, I do agree with, with most of uh, the things he said, especially with Hadidi. I think he deserves a shot. Uh, I think uh, I'm sorry if I should play as well. Osmoon playing or resting? Uh, how, why not? As you say, why not try some other play players? Why not Tony from start? Osmoon is his home ground. He's familiar there. He's done good there with Paris Police and also with the national team. Um, I would like to see Torabi. Actually, it would be quite interesting. I think uh, uh, he's uh, uh, he's a player that should be trying his luck in Europe, actually. He can de develop and be a big part of the national team. Uh, I would like to see Kodus. Uh, I doubt that he will be playing from starts, but uh, maybe there will 
play something in the second half. Uh, but as usual, we never know, at least I never know, uh, uh, K-Rush uh, starting lineup. Whenever I think I, I know what he will do, he, he goes and plays Ansari. So, you know, you never know. For all we know, Vurya uh, Kafuri will play on the right all, all of a sudden. And uh, Mohammadi, Mohammadi maybe will take it play in the middle next to poor Ali Ganji and on the left side we'll have somebody else. So uh, I don't know, but I would like to see Dejava resting. Uh, that's that's for sure. I think we need to uh, let some other players show that they can do really good there. And I also really uh, want Iran to not just win, just to crush the Syrians, you know. I'm still, every time I think about the game in Malaysia, the 0-0 game, I get pissed due to uh, how poorly the pitch was and how the AFC actually allowed the game to, to continue and how how unsportsly, un, I mean, fair play wasn't anything that these uh, Syrians was, were, aware, were aware of about. So therefore, I really hope that Iran will crush them. I don't care if they go to the World Cup or not, but I would like to see four, five, six goals so they don't get so cocky just because they have some good results. So Bobak, they are good, but you know we have teams like that before that did good, that did good one qualifier and then they just disappear, like Bahrain, Jordan, another one. Jordan, yeah, but I respect Jordan. For me, they. They, they are a solid team that simply aren't good enough, but they always uh, give you a hard time. Sina? Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with Bobak in terms of the Syria points that he made. Uh, I mean, I know what Pejman is saying, but we, we cannot underestimate Syria. They, they're not here just because of a couple of lucky results. You know, they, they, they are where they are because they deserve to be. They, they've earned those results, so we got to give them the respect they deserve. If we give them the half chances we gave the Koreans, I think there is more of a more of a chance that they could punish us because they have Omar Al Soma back in the national team setup. He's arguably the most unformed striker currently playing in Asia, uh, so we cannot give those chances away. Uh, they have another player uh, like Omar Kharibin uh, as well. He he can be just as dangerous. Uh, so again. I don't think we should really look at this as a guaranteed three points. Yes, we might go and win a 3-0 or 2-0 or whatever, but uh, we cannot just uh, assume that we are going to get when three points. When was the last time that we won by two clear goals? You know? Well, Ian, I think it was against <laughs> Lebanon, I think, was it, wasn't it? In 2014 qualifiers. Yeah, so that tells you a lot about our uh, football as well. But uh, I think we should, again, we should give them the respect. But in terms of our own lineup, um, yes, the, the, the boys are right. Harry uh, should be given a chance, um, especially when you when you think of the the first game we played against Syria in Malaysia. And it was Sosha Makoni who started in goal ahead of Bayron Ban. So um, I think he might try something similar. Um Said Ogoyi is a left-back who, who might start. Uh, I, I'm not sure what Mohamedi will be feeling, whether he'll be fatigued or uh, he, he's fresh from the game 
against South Korea, but he, he's a he's a name to look at. Uh, Pejman, I agree with Pejman. Mehdi Torabi is another name that, that I feel like he should uh, he should start because he's on great form. His team so far are doing fantastic under the leadership of Ali Doi in, in the league. Uh, they are one of the title contenders as, as things stand. So he's another name. Um, Mehdi Torabi will probably start on the left wing. But there's another name as well, one of our young players, Omid Nur Afghan, 20-year-old midfielder, uh, plays for Esselag. He's the under-20s 20, under captain, if I remember correctly. He's, his style for me is very similar to Hoist Safi's box-to-box, but he likes to be on the ball too. Uh, so we might see him, not necessarily starting, but uh, if things are going well for Iran, I, I think um, that game might be the game that he makes his international debuts. Before we wrap this part up, I just want to talk about some uh, healthy competition because of Ariz back and leading up to the World Cup. That's going to be interesting to see if it's going to be Bayron Van or Ariz. Um Coming to you, Pejman, is that now that Ariz Ariz is doing well for his uh, club back in Sweden, and um, you know Bayron Van has been playing for the national team, and you know he's doing, you could say, decently well for personally besides a lot of mistakes that, that has been going on with him. Um, what what potential situation do you see unfolding there? Do you put do you see that maybe it's gonna be Hayley coming back, slotting in at at um goalkeeper spot? Um, I don't I don't know, but I think that the competition is something that suits the national team really well. It we're not spoiled with these kind of opportunities that. Where we can have several good players competing for a spot. Usually, it's it's the opposite that we have a player that once been good and just keeps playing there due to lack of other players competing there. Um, so I think uh, there's a big opportunity here for Hariri to actually take the spot. But then he will have to probably move uh, to another league because the Swedish league ends somewhere like in. Uh, October or something like that, and he starts the camp in in April, and he won't he will he won't do he he will need to play some games during that time. It's a crucial part, uh, uh, especially when you're getting ready for the World Cup. So yeah, I think uh, Hariri competing for the first spot is something good. Maybe even Sosha Makoni now that he's back in uh, Mjøndalen. Uh, although it's a Norwegian first division and not a top flight, it's still better than uh, nothing, you know. And uh, he can be back in the national team as well. I can't see uh, Hamid Elak being a part of the squad for the World Cup. I don't think he, he he's good enough, at least for now. Sina? Yeah, I agree with Pejman. I feel like Kairi has to perform at this level. Uh, consistently over the season to really be given uh, to really give himself a shot at starting in the World Cup because yes I, I agreed with the guys in terms of him being given a chance against Syria but uh, I don't I feel like it, it would be very disrespectful from Kairos you know just dislodging his number one goalkeeper for the last two years uh, because uh, his former number one has been playing regularly for a few weeks so I feel like he has to pr- prove that he does deserve to be number one in the World Cup over the course of the season. Even then, I'm not sure if he would want to um, change things so much in the back in the back four plus the keeper because as we know, we, we spoke about the defenders and the central defenders that there might be another defender coming in. 
because of the aging of Hosseini and Montazeri might not be involved because, uh, of course, um, Kira said uh, he, he's moved back in Iran, back to Iran uh, from Qatar didn't really help uh, his cause to, to start for Iran. Um, so I'm not sure he'll be willing to make that, that many changes with so little time left. And as we know, we spoke about the preparations and the lack of friends, friendlies, etc. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't really be healthy. But Hayri certainly does need to play at this level co- consistently over the season. But, uh, but uh, sorry, Sinas. Uh, one thing, isn't that something that uh, Kairos actually does a lot? I mean, just just look at uh, the World Cup 2014. Who who was who thought that uh, Hariri would be starting in the World Cup? Not many the last World Cup, the last World Cup, a year before the World Cup, the number one that was starting every single game had a uh, an argument, if you want to call it that, with with Kairos, and then he was put aside. Leading up to the World Cup, there was three goalkeepers being given a chance. He brought Daniel Dovary specifically because he didn't have a number one. He tried Dovary, he tried Rahman Ahmadi, who played against the South Korea game and put a, a good performance in. While Haruhi was doing his thing in, in Portugal and, and playing regularly, which was fantastic for him. So it, it is not, not close to what we have here. We have a, yeah, a, a but, cemented but number again. one. Back then we didn't. We were, we were having a new goalkeeper every game. Yeah, but sure. uh, Sina, don't forget also, uh, uh, Peshman is right, uh, Hariri has been the number one since from the World Cup onwards. The only reason he lost his place was reality, you can say, injury and uh, then not having a club. You can count on probably on one hand the major mistakes he made uh, during that time. So performance-wise, he always uh, performed for Kirosh. No, I, I don't feel like performance-wise his... he was... No, no I, I think he was in the... First or the second round of qualifiers against Turkmenistan and a couple of other teams, and he he made uh, wrong decisions. But again, I don't feel like he's lost his spot because of injuries. I think the thing that I've always criticised him for was the lack of ambition to play regular football. And we all agree that he's he's been lazy in the past four or five years. Even before the 2014 World Cup, he spent two years on the bench for Robin Kazan. He's moved to Europe. It's not easy to get to games at uh, European clubs. Well, Bayern Van instead of moving to Europe, whichever country you want to say, he's decided to stay in Iran, probably collect more money and have a comfortable situation. So I'm sorry, I can't agree with you in terms I, of lack I, of ambition. When I, you go and play like... for a second division team in Sweden, it's it's he's putting in the effort to try to play football in Europe and not in Iran. No, the lack and of ambition no is guarantee... not, not having a club. Not, not necessarily yeah, but that, playing for Iran but that's or, not easy. or, or, As you or see, European it, it team. Was, it was easy, all our players will be playing for European teams then. But this is a guy who's knocked on different doors. He's moved from country to country. He's not stuck in one country like someone like Sadr Osman, who is uh, in love with Russia. So I give him credit for that. I give him props for that. I agree. Uh, we shouldn't dislodge Bayron Van right now. But if you want to talk about mistakes, Bayron Van wasn't it his debut where he got a red card in the beginning of the game or somewhere in the game? No, that, that was against Guam, I think. No, you're Guam, right. Yeah. Yeah. Bayron Van has been. I, 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 we've had right this conversation this before. And can I, be it, it, it's, I, it's one of the spots which I, I don't think Hirosh has nailed down anyone. Anyone can be replaced between now and the World Cup depending on performances. Yeah. Their attitude, even yeah. Sadar Osman. So I think uh, the competition is positive. 
the goalkeeper spot is one of the places where potentially there's more of an inclination for a change, depending on how things go between now and the World Cup. But Pejma made a good point. The Swedish league runs out in October, and then what are you going to do for the next four or five months? So uh, that's advantage bear on band. But I think all of us can be happy that there is a bit of a motivation for our goalkeepers. There is no guaranteed starter right now so complacency shouldn't be an issue so it can only benefit us no no I, I agree listen Bayroman we, we spoke about this before he's made a few mistakes uh, but as I said I think if Hariri wants to be given a chance to start in the World Cup he has to play every single week between now and the World Cup and play as well as he has done in the last few weeks because he's been fantastic I've, I've watched a few games of him he's been making some amazing saves and he's been crucial to his team so he needs to keep that up for the rest of the season because, uh, yes, I know what you're saying in terms of no one is guaranteed a spot, but it, it, it will not just take a few weeks of, of playing regularly to dislodge a keeper who's been in the team for two years. Yeah, and, and listen, guys, this, uh, this interesting the thing Bobak said that nobody is guaranteed because uh, it was not only the, for the goalkeeping position that. Cameron made a like a sudden change for for the first game against Nigeria. I mean, uh, who would expect Amir Sadiri all of a sudden coming back to the national team and performing really well? Uh, Pouladi on the left back, um, for, at least for me, those were kind of like big surprises. Or Khalatbari doing really great and then getting the cuts in the last minutes. So as uh, uh, Bobak said, and uh, Sina, you agree, I'm sure that for the World Cup 2018, we'll have at least one or two debutants in the squad, or maybe even playing uh, the first game in the World Cup. And that's really interesting. Uh, I don't see, maybe maybe only Jahan Bakhsh for me, and Mohammadi on the left. Those two are the given players for me. After that, I'm willing to change Every one of the, those of those players, or at least I'm saying that this Kairos is willing to change any of those players. None of them are are in a safe haven, and that's that's kind of fun for us because uh, we know that the players they give the give their best even in friendly games because who knows who will be knocking on the door and taking that spot away from them. I think you're right. It's 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 very healthy. It's we haven't had this sort of let's say uh, spirit and feeling in the national team. We've always had a cloud of influence by some of the more experienced players uh, during Ali Dai's period, and then after that, even with Nekunam and afterwards. So right now, we don't have egos at all. I feel and. Uh, it can only be good, and we have to praise Carlos Quiroz for creating that uh, uh, team spirit. So, is there any other final thoughts you guys have before we're wrapping it up? Lost predictions, maybe, for the game? What do you guys think? Yeah, go for it. You're going to say 1-1 one, one or something. You're going to say Iran will concede their first goal? I was going to say 1-1 one, one is as unlikely as a 3-0 win. No, I said Pejman was probably going to say 1-1. One, one. <laughs> 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 no, uh, I, I would like to see the, the whole uh, record, uh, World Cup record, continue you know, qualifying, no goals uh, let in or something. I so would you, take, was before. would you take a 0-0 zero, zero over a 2-1 win? Um, no. No, I don't really care that much about this. <laughs> I, I, I love to see... I, I'm willing to, to, to see a 5-4 win, you know? 
Uh, I just want to see Syria lose. I just want them to cry after the game. Uh, for me, I don't care that the country is torn apart in war, you know? That's the country. The football team, when I saw them play, I was really shocked. I was like, oh no, they're like other Arab teams that Iran hate to play against, like Qatar and, uh, and Bahrain and all the other teams. Not uh, Oman and Jordan, but, you know, the, the Persian Gulf teams. I was surprised, so... Let's just kill them on the pitch. That's that for me is enough. Sina Babak, any other final comments? Um, I, I, if I had to predict, I would say we're probably going to concede our first goal, but we'll win 2-1. Sina? This is probably the most difficult game to, to predict for me. Um, I feel like it'll be a 1-0 or a 2-0 win. But then again, I keep thinking if we score one, then because they have nothing to play for, they're just going to go all out attack and then they just capitulate and, and we'll score more goals. So uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll stick with 1-0. I say 6-0. 6-0 <laughs> in, 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 in like five well, different I goal think someone called, the, someone called the presses because... Pay- and I have both said Iran's going to win that. That's not so often. <laughs> yeah, true. Pasha, what's your predictions? My prediction is 3 nothing Iran. Uh-huh. Someone's going to win either way. Yeah. Alright, folks. Well, that, that concludes the, this episode of the pod. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook. Different now, let's just type in Goldbazan and Google. We'll be making a website soon. Um, there's been a few people that have been contacting us for that. Um, we'll give updates for that when it happens. Um, but as always, appreciate the support. And um, we're going to keep um, building content leading up to the World Cup. As always, appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you, guys. Yeah, and thank you. And Pasha, one last thing for people listening. Uh, the game, the kickoff is Tuesday. 17 CET, 16 GMT, that would make it like 19.30 Iran time, right? That's right. Yeah. And 11 New York time, and yeah, you figure out the rest. So, But be, be sure to, to convert to your local time, guys, wherever you're listening, <laughs> so that you don't miss the game. You can stream it free on YouTube on theafc.com. Thank you, Pejman. You're welcome.